1: Asked me what's with my my hoodie. This is one of the ones I designed. Designed it, I think, like uh, two years ago. And I kind of just sat, my designs kind of just sat doing nothing for a while. And I had an online apparel store. And then I stopped it, kind of put it on pause. And I realized, like, well, I've got a podcast now. So after like a year and a half of not doing anything, I opened it back up. And uh, all the designs on there are all 100% my designs and uh, I can definitely say that these are like the highest fucking quality hoodies I've ever worn. They're so cozy. And as you can tell some dope designs and they're all weird, crazy shit. It's King Tut. You're right, I think? King Tut with God knows how many pharaohs on it. But, it's an awesome hoodie. Fucking buy it. Support the podcast. Be an American. Give in to capitalism. And, uh... <laughs> but roger williams author of my favorite book metamorphosis of prime intellect which will be in the description sticking in the top comment and word on the street roger is that it might be getting narrated soon or it's in talk.
0: i did have a talk with noah about it he's uh, planning to do a test reading of uh, a snippet to see how it sounds oh, yeah. so uh, we'll see Okay. it's yeah the uh, the financial situation with doing that isn't quite as bad as i thought although it's still pretty out there mm-hmm. um but uh on the other hand there is the whole thing that audible is now a thing that it wasn't even 5 years ago so i just start paying attention it's a monster to you got to
1: yeah, yeah you got to have your work on on audible it is a I mean, it's a monster
0: yeah, I mean, I got like 5 coworkers co-workers who sit around all day talking about the podcast that they're listening to and shit like that. And I'm like, what what, what sorcery is this? This is like... <laughs> what, is, what is this? What is this?
1: <laughs> what is this?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you might notice too, I, I repositioned the mic a yeah. little bit because uh last week uh last whenever uh and i noticed you know when i rewatched the my own cast i noticed that uh you had to like you know coax me a couple of times to get back to the mic cuz i lost it and the reason was that the way that i had it positioned then i couldn't see it yeah i couldn't see the mic at all and you know now i on the zoom thing i can see it like i can say okay yeah there i can see but when i start reading mm-hmm i take the zoom window and put it over here mm-hmm. so i'm not looking at it i'm so i can't see myself and i can't see you i'm looking at the stuff that i'm reading and so if i start to get a little drift back from the microphone right. it, it's, it's like i starts can't tell
1: away and the voice gets quieter and then the <laughs> voice gets louder and louder. yeah yeah that's what yeah. i'm trying so, to learn as well is i just don't yeah. know what the fuck I'm doing.
0: Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I noticed because your 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 mic has the drop boom, and I notice what uh, some of the broadcasters do is they have that like square broadcaster thing on the drop part, so it keeps it in their uh, eyesight even if the mic is off to the side. Yeah. So, so, and I think now that I've seen how that works, I think that may actually be deliberate, so that they have like a reference point. Yeah. Um. Because because in, uh, for, for a lot of the times, it's like, of course, you've got that enormous sure thing that's like about that big. And um, <laughs> um, yeah, because we all know that you need a microphone the size of a hand grenade in order to Steve. encode audio in the 21st it's
1: century. the only way. If it doesn't look like a World War II Wehrmacht <laughs> hand grenade. Why not? If you don't look like you're getting ready to fight back the invading soviet forces then if there isn't an actual vacuum tube in there it's no good <laughs> if yeah if you can't bludgeon someone to death with it what are you even doing dude i am i i love this thing in the stand i love that i can lean back and move it around and shit it's awesome yeah. it,
0: it 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 is an impressive prop i mean it's the sort of thing it's like you got to kind of get figure out how to use it best yeah but uh yeah, I mean, it just screams, I am a serious broadcaster.
1: I am a dude. as I'm sitting here in my fucking... I'm sitting here with
0: my fucking desk lamps.
1: Oh, I was, no, was going to say, I can't really be too serious when I'm sitting here with my fucking DMT trip hoodie. and I'm very serious. I'm very serial. I'm super serial, guys.
0: I don't know. Have you ever seen any of the rappers do do their thing? It's like, they you know they're serious and they got all this bling and shit. and.
1: sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's yeah. The next step after this is right now I've got the sort of semicircle around me of like moving blankets, but there's still the entire like top. It's still a big room and there's echoes. The next step is going to be whenever I move out this summer and get an apartment. I'm definitely going to get like a two room place in one of the rooms is just going to be the podcast room and i'm going to get studio yeah Yeah. gonna have the blankets up but i'm also going to get the the panels for the places that i can't reach with blankets and really just because i look at like an episode now versus an episode even six months ago and like i want to make that same jump again i don't know if it's entirely possible but i think oh it is i think there's still a lot i can do yeah there's obviously diminishing returns right you get to a point where it's like how good can it get but yeah I want to I want to keep moving it up yeah no I think I think the
0: the where you have room for uh, improvement now is is like managing that microphone yeah a little bit you're still struggling with that little yeah, bit yeah it's little, and yeah. Uh, and you still have a few room reflections but nothing uh-huh. super serious
1: yeah, uh, yeah I can and, I can pick it up listening to our early episodes I can hear the mm-hmm. echo I'm like I didn't even realize that and there's yeah the echo kind of changes if i get closer because it's they're they're like the blankets they're on like a tv like a bureau there's like some tripods it's but it's like it's like two feet high around the table which is good but when i come back it starts to there's still it's this and this is also like the biggest room in the house so it's like there is still echo
0: that doesn't help it's actually better to have a smaller space to do this sort of thing yeah um and and the uh Oh, I had something else in mind. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but uh, but anyway, it's, it's like no, it's coming along good. Uh, I'm 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 liking it. Thank you. Uh, I was just I was just listening to uh, to you talk to Meiji before we uh, started up here. Um, Lord knows who you were talking to five minutes ago. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron Shepherd, the uh, guy that builds the telekinetic robots. Oh yeah, yeah. Aaron's I know who that is. Yeah, yes. Aaron's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> we just talked and he's the motherfucker runs circles around me. But uh, yeah. But oh. well, Roger, what's new and good with you? What are we doing? What are we doing today? Uh, what's well, actu- actually,
0: actually, it is a, a sad day. We lost one of our pets, uh, Sh- Sheldon, the beachfront Conyer Passed. He was thirty years old. Uh, which for a beachfront conure, which is a bird about yay Hi, they're they're small parrots. um we believe he was one of the two or three oldest members of his species whose uh, age was documented alive um i'm sorry we uh we bred him so we knew exactly how old he was uh and uh he was the last beachfront conure that we had of our original flock um and he spent the last few years uh Hanging out in my wife's office window, watching over her hummingbird garden, going ooh, birds. <laughs> and you know, uh, he uh, he had a rich life. Yeah. So uh, he was he was he was a good kid. Yeah. Um, but sorry. for uh, for, but for his species, living to thirty would be like us living to a hundred and thirty.
1: It was I mean, uh, yeah, I had a toy, unheard of. I had a toy poodle whose back legs were paralyzed when he was one, and he lived to seventeen and a half. Like. Very yeah. sad, I remember I put him down last May, and I remember putting him down, and I remember the vet this is like he was like a veteran veterinarian, he was like, for whatever it's worth, he's like, you got two lifetimes out of that dog <laughs> and I was like that's true, so yeah, yeah, that shit sucks. yeah well, oh, yeah. I'm
0: sorry. yeah, no it's uh well, it wasn't like a big surprise we we're, yeah. we're pretty we're pretty sure he had a stroke i I walked in just in time to see him stand up uh on his perch for the last time, and then he kind of climbed down and went to sleep and never woke up. I'm sorry, um, but hey, uh, well, that—that's life with pets, yeah. you know. Uh, now we also have an Amazon parrot. who will who'll probably have to do that for us. He'll outlive us. Yeah,
1: they <laughs> it's, it's, uh, in uh, in Vince H- Houghton's book, Nuking the Moon. They talk about uh, the constant attempts on Castro's life. And it became this like running joke in the CIA that no one could ever kill Castro. He would just live forever. And the the joke was someone gifted Castro a tortoise that lit, you know, like the longest living tortoise. And he said, thank you. And he said, but God, you know, the thing about tortoises is it's so hard outliving them. (laughs) It's uh, it's always so difficult to bury them. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, yeah so well anyway so that happened and of course i saw iron sky (laughs) and my god that was hilarious uh then then i then i was talking to my dad about it or in email emailing because we live 80 miles apart and was like oh yeah i saw that three years ago and i I gave that a two because i didn't like it because everyone died in the end and i'm like it's a comic movie about nazis from the moon from the moon." And it hit me, you know, I I figured about 20 minutes in, they did the scene that was just the shot for shot (laughs) echo of the downfall bunker scene that everyone parodies. And I was like, that was when I realized what I was dealing with here. And it's like, okay, I have to watch this movie looking for all of the visual quotes because that's what it's like one visual quote after the other. It's like, you know, toward the end the God of machine pops up and it's like, okay, this is Death Star. Yeah, It's flat instead of round, but it's the Death Star. Yeah, It's like, Dr. Love is all over it. Mm. it, it and, and I told my dad that, and he was like, Well, I didn't like Dr. Strangelove either because everyone died in the end. Well, literally Boy.
1: everyone died.
0: Yeah, that was kind of the point. Like uh, the globe. <laughs> it
1: was about. What is the point of the doomsday weapon? If you don't tell yes, anything uh, about it.
0: Yeah. Dad, it, dad and I don't always quite get the same things.
1: But, it's, but
2: uh, yeah
1: there's the awesome political uh they find out the nazis are invading and she's like thrilled and the wartime president always gets yeah. reelected oh and the pre-
0: and the president is like the spitting image of Sir sarah palin, palin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: wartime president always gets reelected at the very end when they like they have the weapons in space and they're like everyone just take them out we know everyone's violating the treaty so- yeah
0: Oh, and it's like the, the the thing where all the countries are admitting, oh yeah, we broke the outer space treaty. Yeah, yeah we did too. Yeah, and Finland the Finland is there like going, Well we we, we didn't and Of course it was Finnish company that made the move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know
0: that. <laughs> but yeah oh well I saw the DVD so I, they also had the making of special and all okay. which is like one thing about yes like everyone's like streaming and all this hey let me tell you something about DVDs a lot of them have specials on them and you don't get that shit with the streaming shit so sometimes that stuff is really fantastic and and in this case because they were saying when they started to think of making the movie they knew that well it's like to do this right it's going to cost a hundred million dollars and no one had a hundred million dollars so there was a lot about how they used the CGI and how they used it as effectively as possible. And, you know, it was very state-of-the-art to not uh, misuse the CGI, but to get as much out of it as possible. I mean, there was some really talented people who worked on that movie. It yeah. was uh, it was yeah. very impressive. But, but it's like, you know, it's like the the, the American woman that had like the Hunger Games thing with the wings coming out of her back of her costume and all it's like they didn't miss it. they didn't miss anything
1: have, have you you need to watch the trailer for part two which they never made but uh the trailer oh. is yeah the trail it, it's disappointing because i remember watching the trailer in like 2014 i think it's like where is this movie They never made it yeah. the trailer is like awesome
0: But well, yeah like the te- like the teaser scenes for the second season of caprica
1: that never happened yeah it's it's the trip The trailer in itself is like worth watching it's like three minutes but it's like worth watching it's like a mini film Uh, it's just every conspiracy tied into one it's hollow earth dinosaurs hitler still alive (laughs) reptilians antarctica it's every they got everything and it's beautiful but they didn't make it and it's i hope they do i fucking hope they do i mean it's legitimately like the second the trailer for the second movie looks like an alex jones fever dream no. Looks
0: oh, did you see Alex Jones is about to get his ass sued off the face of the
1: earth? <laughs> what happened? No. No. I mean, they, what uh, happened more than, than usual, what happened?
0: No, the, uh, he was trying to get a suit dismissed and, uh, the judge basically told him to pound sand. He's, he's, he's being sued for defamation by the Sandy Hook kit, uh, parents and a couple of other actors from, uh, from that whole episode and they're like, uh, there's an
1: absence of a sense of humor (laughs) you know i don't i don't i don't disagree with them i i'm I'm, i tend to be a black sheep in that i I like alex jones i think he's funny but that's definitely uh i don't know i think that's free speech but it's also if there was actual like harassment which i think there was where people like went to their houses you can't you you can't you can't do that
0: Yeah, well, you have a large platform like that and uh, you encourage people to do something illegal and they do the illegal thing. I mean, a lot of that is going to come out with regard to the sixth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not just – well, I was going to say it's – yeah, you can't encourage people to do that. I do think it's free speech to say it no matter how large a platform is. I think free speech is for that which we don't like. It's not for that which we like. So if someone comes out and says – that was a that was a false flag shooting by the CIA. Your kids didn't really die. I do think that's your freedom to say it. I don't yeah, think. Well, and I think legally, I don't think you actually can like incite people to go to their house.
0: Yeah. Well. It, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very very hard in the United States, and and for very good reasons, which I agree with. <laughs> so to, do I. It,
1: it's got to it's um, got to be. It's sorry. I know I'm interrupted, uh, but um, right now I'm listening to to Original Gangsters by Ben Westhoff and uh he's the guy that wrote fentanyl inc and he's coming back on the podcast right i remember him yeah he's coming back on the podcast on wednesday to talk about his book original gangsters and it's like dude early on they were trying to they were trying to ban like they're like uh they're trying to ban like nwa's um albums and stuff like fuck the police like yeah i remember that yeah in the united states they they were trying to like fraternal like cop unions were trying to like get the swat teams to go like raid these things and like some judges actually banned them in their towns but eventually it was like dude you can't you can't that's we have to have you have to have it all you have to have all speech because if you don't it starts as like you wrap yourself in a, well, we're protecting the families of Sandy Hook, but it always ends the same way. You've been arrested for wrongthink. Yeah. Right? It's, unfortunately, but, it comes with...
0: That's, uh, on, yeah. on the other hand, there's the other, you know, there's, there's, you walk up to that line, and on the other side of that line, there's a mob that forms of the actual yes. pitchforks yes. and torches. Yes, And at that point, yes. you're on the no, wrong you're side right. of a line you're right. <laughs> the line. very right. You're very
1: right you're inciting violence in the real world, and that's yeah. I'm not for that. But, that's
0: not entertainment anymore. No, no, well, no, no. actually some people find it entertaining, but not in a good way. Not in a good so. way.
1: Yeah, no. It's oh. it's free speech is for that stuff which boils your blood. You know, it's mm-hmm. but you're right. Once there's you know, anyone could come yeah. out and say that, you know, that podcaster taught me he didn't actually lose a brother to suicide. This is all an attention grab and his family are grifters. That would make me blind with rage. But you're allowed to say that. Now, mm. if you, a mob, Let, came to let's my go
0: house, to Tommy's house though and take care of the situation. And now
1: and now it's very quickly like, okay, now I'm going to sue the fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like, yeah,
0: I mean, and 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 yeah. they cross that line yeah. in a major way. Yeah. Uh, the, is it the 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 people who incited the rioters on the sixth, the uh, Alex with the Sandy Hook people. I mean, there's been yes. quite a bit of that going on for the last not really before but for the last year or so particularly yeah. i think that these people have just like lost all sense of reality and they're you know
2: yeah it's, it's like
0: i've been listening to rush limbaugh since i was 20 it seems like and you know he he always walked right up to that line and then never crossed it
1: yes kicked some sand across it but sure you know and you're allowed to yeah it's you know, it's the same thing on and, the other side. And he side. built an empire off of that. Yeah, and same uh, to, to everyone that thinks, you know, Tommy, you're being a turncoat. Well, no, the same thing with Maxine Waters, like last summer, saying, if you see Trump supporters in public, go get in their faces. Like, you, No, you can't do that. You can't do yeah. that. You, you cannot do that. But so, because I'm yeah, a legal, we're, we're... because I'm a First <laughs> Amendment scholar, let me – uh. <laughs> Don't well, actually,
0: is- actually, as a country, we're we're getting a first-hand lesson in that right now because, in some ways, this is stuff we haven't even really tested since the Civil War. You know, the the you know, just where is that line between free speech and sedition and all? And so sure. it's like that's going to be resolved. We're we're yeah. going to have to figure that out.
1: Brush off uh, the old Constitution. Make sure this puppy hey. still holds <laughs> up. Hey man, it's it's uh, a. <laughs> It's like a blood sacrifice, right? It's like every thousand years, we must sacrifice a thousand babies. And it's like break out the Constitution, bring it down from the Aztec pyramid. If we're all like we're all in hoods, like <laughs> just slitting throats. And the First Amendment stands. And the rest of the world's like, that's why we don't fuck with America, because is, they're clinically. It,
0: wait, All right. Is that an S or an F?
1: <laughs> what? You know, it's all that was no, that a joke I didn't get.
0: Yeah, how, how, how in the in the cursive writing of the day, uh, s's and lowercase f's looked almost exactly the same. Really? So what would that be freedom of speech? It's something like freedom of speech. That's what it looks like in some of the uh, how to speech. It, you know, yeah, yeah feech. It's
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I mean that's it, one thing I have to kind of note is like when we're talking about this stuff, that I'm like wait. Uh, I have a biology degree. I'm not a legal scholar. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is the First Amendment that's allowed. And this is the like, no, no, I I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So you're a biology guy
0: and I'm a computer programmer. And we're sitting here talking about the law. (laughs) Let
1: us tell you, everybody, about (laughs) how it works. Let us tell you about the trials and tribulations of the First Amendment. What are y'all's experiences? Shut the fuck up and listen. All right. Court is in session so um so anyway i had a busy
0: week at work and uh uh got several customers building things that shouldn't work that i gotta make work usual you know day at the job
1: that sounds Um, stupid
0: well um (laughs) i would normally yeah you're right actually it's uh the The literal home one <laughs> one case, it's like uh I got a, uh, a customer who's almost literate building this complex filling machine uh in a warehouse, and it's like someone building it in their Jesus <laughs> it's, it's like you're, you're thinking it's like, oh, you take this thing and CNC cut it it's like, oh no, it's like there's these three guys, you know they had a plasma torch and it's like and they're, they're just like and he's like. Oh, you know, drop that thing five inches, let's see how it works then, and I'm like, oh my
1: god no, I'm not getting involved <laughs> with this I'm not getting involved with this, I'm trying to fucking figure out, the, I don't know why this thing's bothering me so much now, it keeps getting, not important Um. yeah, well the thing is, it,
0: it, it's uh, when you get it to where it sounds best it obscures your face uh uh, quite a bit so and and that's distracting from our standpoint as readers. so it's like you you notice that I have this below my mouth yeah I'm watching that because I know that when it starts obstructing my mouth that's that's one of the things that viewers are going to it's going to annoy
1: the hell out of them So what I need to do is just get, like, one of those Da Vinci robots, those, like, surgeon robots, where it has, like, eight arms, and I just need, like, eight microphones around me? Yeah. Hey, that's a way to do it, man. That is a way to do it. (laughs) So with your readings that we did last week, or I guess the last several Mm -hmm. weeks, were those in chronological order? Yes. But the last one kind of touched on the first one.
0: Well, the last one Ice was ones. sort of an overview. So, so okay. So, the first one, was, uh, passages in the void, was sort of an overview thing, and uh, it was in three parts.
1: Can you bring your bring your mic a little closer? Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so passages in the void, the original one, was in three parts. Uh, one of which was somewhat contemporary, and. Uh, by which I mean it was only 50,000 years in the future, uh, then arranging for the Andromeda run. And then uh, there's a mature society at Andromeda, which, to which uh, the original human origins are now mythological. And that was a standalone story when I wrote it. I didn't anticipate that I would ever write it. In fact, I didn't anticipate anyone ever read it because like Mopi, it was one of the two things that I ever wrote for myself without even realizing anyone else would ever write it or read it. And then Corrosion came along. So, uh, The Passage Home was a direct sequel to the first part of Passages. So, it is, uh, you know, af- after the, these ships have actually established human colonies in the Milky Way, then the Passage Home is a sequel to that idea happening. It's the next thing that happens. Right of Passage is the sequel to the Passage Home. It takes place on Earth after the bringer and, you know, recolonizes the Earth. Uh, mortal Passage is sort of a step back and it establishes the background for everything. It is bringers origin story. Okay, uh, And a lot of people asked me after the first couple of stories, why does this super intelligent artificial intelligence have this dog-like loyalty to biological human beings? That doesn't make any sense. And uh, it, particularly at the time, there was a lot of uh, theorizing going on about this uh, Lezer Yudkowski was a semi-big name in some corners, uh, and they were like, you know, these, these machines—they would form their own order. They, you know, why why would they remain interested in us at all? And Mortal Passage sort of answered uh, that because it showed that these machines were us. They had been human themselves, yes. even though they forgot. Yeah, and and but the thing is. It's part of the the thing about being human is they forgot that they had once been human, and that forgetting is a very human thing to do. Yeah, my dad my dad told me this like that one of the things that he, he found most striking about the um, mortal past was was the and the forgetting. Yeah. The, know uh because a properly built machine why would it ever throw away interest we had the discussion about big data a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago and it's like well because they they live a very 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 long time and so no they they you know our ability to forget becomes uh useful to them even with their superior everything Mm -hmm. you know they're 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 a thousand times smarter than we are a thousand times more everything but they're not infinite.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, one of the things that we will see coming up soon is the, the Borden, the machines that in- intercepted the, the bringer in the third part. Because Revelation passage is for the most part the sequel to the third part of Passages in the Void where bringer wakes up in a human body with this alien android robot at the foot of its bed
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's where revelation
1: passage springs from it's kind of a 2001 a space odyssey ish right in the book when he the guy was. i can't deny that
0: i might have been thinking of that just a teensy bit i mean but that that (laughs) i mean
1: i don't think anyone can you know it's like saying you know it's like saying all the religions stole the flood story from each other there are certain things where it almost <laughs> seems like 2001 a space odysseys like there are certain aspects of that where it's like it's almost like a patent that maybe should run out by now yeah. because there's a certain idea of right of like an archaeological dig finding well, some alien technology Ar- Ar- well the thing is arthur c Clarke was
0: not uh a stranger to spiritual logical ideas himself mm-hmm. and so he incorporated religious themes into his stories very freely mm-hmm. um and and a lot of those uh go back much further than science fiction mm-hmm. so um he had uh some of those ideas in uh oh, what was the uh, the space elevator story that he wrote um I, I, I don't know. Dang! I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's like yeah. to say the title just goes boom, boys. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. it's like. Uh, but uh, about the Fountains of Paradise. Um, but uh, there's a scene in the Fountains of Paradise where he's he's moved uh, one of the equatorial islands closer to the equator to make it a more suitable. Uh, landing spot for a space elevator, and there is a uh, Buddhist, I think, I think it's Buddhist uh, monastery on the top of it, and the uh, they of course have the rights that they have absolutely no. They they want nothing to do with the space elevator project. That's uh, you know, uh, but they have this legend that if the migrating butterflies ever reach the summit that uh that's the divine telling them they fulfill their purpose and they 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 can move on and they do an experiment uh with uh the weather that blows the butterflies up to the top of the summit and the, the monks are just like all right well, that's us that's it. yeah it's time to go it's like <laughs> yeah when they were you at, guys want to cut the top off the mountain and put a space elevator here we you know it's like it's not, years. not us anymore yeah so um and uh yeah clark uh he, he had a keen eye for things like that um uh, but and, and part of that was he lived in, in in that part of the world and and you know he was british but immersed himself in the eastern cultures mm-hmm. uh and, and people don't think about it as much but you know he invented the geosynchronous satellite Oh, and really? al- yeah, he, he was the first person who had the idea and there are people who to this day will say if he had thought to patent it, he would have been the richest man alive. Probably. But instead of patenting it, he wrote a science fiction story. And in the science fiction story, the Russians park the geosynchronous satellite where it can beam its content to America and it's all of this subversive content that's designed to uh, corrupt our culture. And we can't do anything about it because it's in outer space.
1: <laughs> its I was going to say the whole blowing the butterflies up, that reminds me of a thing where, you know, like in the Cold War when they were testing, I think like the SR-71 or it might have been the U-2, but it would go above a certain... Or it might have been the X-15, when they go to like these super high altitudes, like one, two hundred thousand feet, and they would notice that this the windshields, the pilots would note that there's like this black, almost goo. It looked like melted metal, and they didn't know: was there something wrong with the alloys? Was this just a new effect? Because no one had just no one had been that high yet. This was the yeah. first people to go up there. And they're like, fuck, is there like this new thing? Like, we're going to have to design for it. Like, we should probably halt the program and figure out what this is. Is it corrosion? Is it whatever? And they did like a test on it. And they found out it was organic material. And they realized what it was. And I swear to God, not the A-bombs, but the hydrogen bombs, the big boys, the big megaton Mm -hmm. motherfuckers that we drop out in the Pacific. They were so powerful that when they would... Explode and then they would suck everything up into the stratosphere. In that upwards, in that upward vacuum, as it would take up trillions of bugs. No bugs. Bugs and fish and everything—the biological
0: material—and it would throw it up (laughs) into orbit into the stratosphere. (laughs) It would
2: stay.
1: So it's still there. So if you go up there past a certain altitude, you will accrue bugs on your windshield (laughs) that have been frozen (laughs) and have been preserved in the. Tens of miles up. <laughs> there's just a there's a sphere of bugs that have been sucked that up. That is such
0: a perfect twentieth century thing.
1: Oh yeah, no, like... they could test them and they all had like the radio isotopes <laughs> from the H bomb it was like <laughs> Yeah, there's just there's bugs up there that got sucked up from H bomb testing. Fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. that's it, it, oh god. Yep. Yeah. That Oh man. I love
1: being human, and it's so fucking embarrassing at the same time. I love it. I have no shame. I have no shame. Because you know what? I think right now we're in like a weird – I think we're in like a weird – Says
0: the man wearing the self-designed hoodie with all the uh, – The ancient gods. Cra- yeah, the psychedelic crap on it.
1: <laughs> it's. I've. Hey, I love it. I have no sh- – because I think that we're in like a weird – I think we're in like our cringy blunder years of a species – where it's like, you know, it's like, right, it's like high school. It's like you get you get your car, right, your first fucking, like, you know, you're maybe messing around with women. You're trying to maybe you and your friends drink or you smoke a cigarette. It's this weird, you still have these weird sort of childish, there are cliques and popularity and shit. Not to say that doesn't exist when you're older as well, but there's this weird, mm-hmm. you're like, you're doing this weird one foot is still in like the pool of adolescence and one is like you're dipping into adulthood because there are things like going out without your parents which you do for the rest of your life maybe drinking maybe sex maybe parties maybe and it's this weird and so what the result is is just all around cringe you just look back and you're like oh me and my friends (laughs) driving around oh my
0: god you're like
1: oh but it's this weird we have we got,
0: but the- on the other hand, people you know. They, then, then Ron Howard makes a movie about it. It's American Graffiti, and it's like the best things since sliced yeah. bread. Yeah, but <laughs> it's what it
1: is. Is like it's this weird. We're in this weird, like teenage, like blunder years where we have like nuclear weapons, we have space travel, we have the internet. You know, it's like we have this global connected brain that we access through silicon devices all over the world. Hyperconnectivity at light speed. And like the majority of it is like porn. <laughs> like yeah. you know, it's like the power of the atom. What are you gonna do with it? Vaporize our enemies and it's like, No, it's no, it's endless energy and it's like, No, kill the Japs and it's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. It's this weird middle you know, porn, porn it was porn, then it was stealing music, then it was movies. Yeah and then and even this, now it's just like theft right it's just as we're seeing on Wall Street right now right same thing with yeah. planes it's like planes we can oh yeah fly. how's your GameStop stock, dude <laughs> actually we need to go I don't have any games no I think no I don't have any GameStop I wish I did dude I already have to pee this is earlier than normal Roger hold it down but I do want to talk about GameStop Roger hold it down tell them where to get your buck
0: yeah okay uh the metamorphosis prime intellect is available on amazon and all the usual online retailers uh but if you would like a paper copy i do encourage you to go directly to lulu lulu.com and buy it from them because they are the original print on demand publisher they have to charge you the same amount uh so it won't be any different. Their service is just as good, but I get a lot of—I get a lot more of the money. I mean, like seriously, a lot more, like six bucks instead of a dollar fifty, because they don't have to give Amazon their cut. So uh, that's just the thing. And uh, also, most of my stuff is available for free on the web. Uh, if you go to local Roger L O C A L R O G E R dot com. Uh, if uh, uh, some of the stuff is on Smashwords and uh, you know, I don't have it locally hosted anymore, but uh, if you go there, there's an option to set your own price and you can set your own price to zero. And I don't mind, that's just, uh, I was told that if I did it that way, that Google wouldn't delist my site for redundant content and they delisted it anyway, so whatever um so anyway with so
1: here's Tommy again here's dummy um so with um what all is going on with gamestop and i'll in true fashion i'll all ask right. you a question and then i'll run my mouth anyway all i know is that there was a stock that some rich people thought was going to go well, down so some plebs plebs like us. well
0: bought. what you got there is a true battle of the assholes um so uh the the origin for the you know on on the side of the rich scumbags is that uh, a bunch of sharks saw that this is a company in serious trouble mm-hmm. because they're a brick and mortar store we know what's going with them selling video games, most of which are now sold online anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the latest version of one of the ga- uh, uh, consoles doesn't even have a hard drive. It's all online. So yeah. GameStop has become like, uh, their reason for existence has been fading rapidly. Um, and so these uh, other people's money type people saw this and started circling like bum, 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 bum. Um, bum. bum. And they shorted the stock. In a major way, it's like we're going. Which, which, in its uh, own way, uh, people take you know, large short positions being taken on a stock affect its value negatively uh, for other reasons. And so, uh, this is basically they were circling to destroy the company and feast on its remains.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there is a Reddit group. Called our Wall Street bets, and they are not the good guys either. <laughs> they they characterize themselves as Fortune and with a Bloomberg account. <laughs> that that is the subtitle for their Reddit. When you when you go when 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 you put r slash Wall Street bets in, that yeah. You know, I was Wall Street bets.
1: I was perma banned uh, from know, Reddit. I was
0: IP banned from Reddit. I have been at meaning to ask you how you managed to do that because they they're, they're kind of reluctant to do that to people unless there's a really good reason. <laughs>
1: so, um, well, it, but
0: anyway, for the current story, that's yeah, another story it's for another a different story time. Our time okay, it so, has happened.
1: it is it, a factual thing.
0: So, I am IP banned. Yeah. So so anyway, so Wall Street bets. Um, they, uh, there There is a core group there that are basically anarchists with a really solid understanding of capitalism and all of its flaws. And they saw, uh, you know, and, and, and GameStop wasn't the first case where they saw this. Apparently, this is a thing that they've been kind of circling toward. But this is where they pounced and they saw an opportunity to basically stick it to the hedge funds by pouncing on the stock that the hedge funds were shorting and drive the price up by buying a lot of it and and pumping it, you know, in other channels, Uh, which wasn't hard because – they're you know they're doing this libertarian thing they they have this thing called yoloing you only live once put your life savings into this thing then it might crash anyway but hey whatever you know which is which is in itself kind of an evil thing to be doing Mm -hmm. to the less knowledgeable people that you're hitting with this propaganda but the thing is they hit the hedge funds
1: yeah hard can you can can you rewind for a second what so how did they find this out? Because this, this it's right, public. This, you short a company; it's a public thing. Well, how come? I guess my question is, and I'm not defending either of them. I don't give a fuck. Not because I have a moral stance, but because I don't have holdings in either. So I personally am just mm-hmm. watching it like gladiators. Full
0: disclosure.
1: Yeah, we're watching it I, like gladiators. Roger and I mm-hmm. are the evil defense <laughs> contractors. We're like, ha, bully, hey. fight. It's, yes, we're we're in the stadium at the
0: Coliseum watching this happen yes, down in the yes, bottom of the stadium. You know,
1: slaughter each other, uh, you animals! But yes, so, don't
0: the barbarians usually lose this contest?
1: Yes. So, <laughs> so what has? I guess my question is, is, and maybe it's not important. Is why hasn't this happened before?
0: Well, it took a, a confluence of things, like the uh, the internet culture dynamic that sure. you know, allowed a lot of people to sort of get on the meme at the same time Me, be yeah. willing to invest a few hundred or thousand dollars yeah. uh on a lark and and convince each other to do it and uh, and part of it is the robin hood thing the robin hood app notwithstanding but the actual idea of um, sticking um. it to the man yeah. uh and uh the fact that they succeeded so spectacularly is gonna make the next few months on Wall Street really interesting. Um, they, uh, the the next thing of course that happened is, is, all right, so what they did is they got enough people to buy this dollar stock that was about to fall off the exchange, it was so cheap, to, to pump it up. Uh, and the thing about when you're shorting a stock, There are uh, are set points where you have to make your calls because when you short a stock, what you basically do is you borrow the shares and promise to pay what they were worth when you borrowed for them, when, when, when you borrowed them at the time you sell them. So it's possible to lose more than you invested if the stock goes up t- too much. I didn't also, I didn't know that. Oh yes, so that's you, also true of margin calls. You so can you
1: lose could, more than you invested. So if I invest 10,000 in Nike and then it goes to zero, like I just I lose. I can only lose my 10k.
0: Right. But, but if you but if you short Nike when its stock price is a hundred dollars and it goes to a thousand, then you've got to cover those stocks. you've got to pay so that, the thousand dollars a share to make it up so to that, the people you've promised those shares to
1: so if I you buy can lose ten thousand dollars <laughs> so unlike Nike where I maybe can only lose that ten thousand now maybe I have to cover 90. Yeah, you can lose many times your
0: investment because you've got to cover you've got to come through with those stocks. And you know, what you've done is you didn't have them.
1: So that's the risk reward though of being able to short is that you might get fucked. Okay. Okay, I'm following.
0: Right. Yes. And and there are some margin call things that are similar. One of my friends got caught in that in the you know, the after nine eleven. But, but yeah, for sure. With shorting, that's one of the things is that when you short, and what will, and what they do too is the, uh, you have to demonstrate that you have enough credit or resources to cover the call when you short a stock. And what will happen is if you've shorted a stock and your position expires in 30 days, but after 15 days, the stock has gone up so much in price that, it's exhausted your credit line, or or your established credit. They will tell you know the the uh, brokerage the will tell you you've got to cover your position. You you have to go ahead and provide it now while you so still you, can. So you
1: can't wait out the thirty days. You can't hope it goes back down. Nope you will
0: you've, okay. be told you've got to okay. supply maybe okay. not the whole thing but at least part of it in order to make sure that you have the liquidity to to fulfill your obligations when it's done because otherwise you could wait it out and find out that the thing has gone up 10,000 percent and you're you're just like you have no means at all yeah. to To cover it, so they they want to prevent that. They, so what they'll do is it's, it's like they establish what your credit line is when you short a stock, and if you start to get close to that before your position is matured, they'll come to you and say you got you got to satisfy some of this now. Okay, and that was what was happening, and that meant the shorters were having to buy the stock. And that was driving the price up even more, <laughs> so that they so that they could establish, so that they could uh, maintain their you know their positions and all. So yeah, I mean it's like this is how you know uh, it was a very these hedge fund guys have gotten very used to doing this because they. Uh, the, the market has gotten used to people taking the stupidly extreme positions and there's a lot of people that have been yelling in our ears for 20 years that this is a bunch of bullshit and it's like all of these uh, artificial things that, you know, it, 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 all this stuff other than just investing in the stock. All, you know, All of these derivatives and all yeah. are very dangerous. They sure. create a lot of volatility in the market and the four chan, you know, excuse me, the 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 Wall Street bets guys, the four chan guys with the um, Bloomberg trading bets. account, they saw a possibility. That basically, what they were there doing there is like an epic troll. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 just caught that wave and ran that motherfucker out. <laughs> um, and 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 the thing is, is like, and don't. Uh, And make no mistake, a lot of little people are going to get burned because they're going to be buying the stock when it's high. They're not going to get out in time, uh, whatever. You know, the the thing is eventually going to crash a bit because the fundamentals are not there. Although this has helped the actual company because they've been able to, you know, GameStop was like on the ropes. They were getting ready to go a full blockbuster. And now uh, this surge in their stock prices enable them to pay off their debts
1: so the question so, is, is is GameStop behind the uh, the Reddit movement are they a bunch of executives like fuck it we're swinging for the fences probably not they, I don't think they're that smart Roger let me imagine okay God damn, why must you take my dream and just shit on it but, uh, but
0: but there's also some other companies that uh, these guys have also homed in on
1: uh, AMC, naked. which is the theater you know,
0: uh, uh, naked, which, right? N A K D. Yeah. No, um, oh, AMC is close to I Heart because it's an AMC theater. where yeah. my dad and I were meeting before the COVID mess, we would go see a movie every week or two. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up
1: E Trade right now. Sorry, I keep
0: talking. Yeah, so uh, you had uh, them, Bed Bath & Beyond is another, and uh, they've slowed trading in a lot of these companies. There, there was a lot of pissed off people because at the height of all this, uh, ro- the Robinhood app just ceased trading. They they disallowed buying shares of GameStop. And the, the, the little guys were like, oh, so the hedge funds can keep buying or do whatever they want, but when the little guy starts to win something, we get screwed, right? Yeah, that's what happens. So
1: yeah, so yeah, so what? What? Because right? Because if it's if it's hey, you know, you guys are foreclosing on my grandma's house; she doesn't have a place to live. It's right. It's fuck you. Yeah. All right, you don't have now a home it, anymore. Yeah. So
0: now it turns. It turns out there is a legitimate reason for this that has to do with liquidity because. Uh, Robinhood doesn't take commissions, so they don't have a lot of liquidity. Okay. And when they get a stock doing all this weird volatile shit, then they've got to cover their position with the guys upstream that they're arranging these trades. And a lot of these trades don't actually go through for a day or two. Okay. So, so Robinhood is has, is is they're shutting it down because they're in an exposed position. But the little guy is thinking this is a casino. I made a bet. What the fuck is the problem? Mm-hmm. And so the whole, th- yeah, now, and, and the, th- the thing is about it though, is that the brilliant thing is that what the 4chan with the Bloomberg account people were wanting to do was to demonstrate what a scam it is. You know, that, that it is- The whole
1: thing uh, is just a fucking illusion.
0: Yes. And and they're they're sitting back now, folding their arms, cackling, sitting on their million dollars that they won and going, you know, this happened because y'all set this bullshit up. Yeah. And now everyone's gonna be asking you why. And that's a very good question because a lot of this was set up so the rich people could become richer
1: and fuck the poor people so how come and, so so all these guys buying all the shorts and it's like once you get past this mark you have to pay your credit line blah, you know what you're saying earlier they're kind of coming in and you collect mm-hmm. their checks so is the same thing happen is that what you're saying is happening with like Robinhood is is the guys above them that, are like you've got to pay up because they don't do commission it's it's a little more subtle but yeah it basically
0: is that you know they have to cover their position uh you know if they if they've issued three hundred thousand million dollars worth of buys for this stock then when that trade goes through they have to have the cash to cover it and because they are a commission-free trader their 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 argument was look we don't have this we had to stop it in order you know in order to gather our resources and cover our position is that
1: it sounds like it's their fault
0: well it's the whole thing is a gigantic scam. I mean, it's the you know, the, none of this shit works the way anyone thinks that it does. It's like you, you go into a casino and it's simple. You put your bet on the roulette wheel. They spin the wheel. If you, if your number hits, they pay you. And if it don't, they take your money. End of story. On wall street, it's way the hell more complicated because you've got these entities that are taking your bets, but they're taking way the hell more bets than they could ever cover. See, generally, a casino doesn't take more bets than it can cover if it gets really unlucky. Wall Street does. Your broker does. Okay. If a bunch of your broker's customers all get the same memo at the same time and say – Man, this thing is going in the toilet. I'm dumping it. Well, you issue those sellers. I don't know if you've if you've ever done a trade. Of course, I have. Every once in a while, I have a simple IRA. So every once in a while, I've got to move my money from the cat uh, from the cash account where my company dumps it to something where it can make some money. So every month or two I log in and and I do a transfer and the way that they tell you that this works is we've logged this and then you come back two days later and you find out that the trade went through and what value what price it went through at because it may not have been the price that you thought it would be by the time the trade was transacted so this is the thing wall street is much mushier than a casino Because you've got all of these entities that are protecting their own positions and that have the the theoretical capacity, if they fuck up bad enough, to go bankrupt out from under you as the totally unrelated investor. And then you're screwed. This is one of the things that happened at the outset of the Great Depression was a lot of these companies that were doing the trades. And it was much simpler then than it is now. They didn't have all these derivative things going. Uh, so you've got a company that is, you know, is basically covering a bunch of positions. And the reason they call hedge funds hedge funds is that they try to make sure their positions oppose one another so that if they lose here, they they win over here, kind of like a bookie. Yeah,
1: you know, it's like- they,
0: they try to balance their action. Yeah. Um, but they don't always succeed. And what happened with the GameStop thing is that Robin Hood couldn't balance its action. It had everyone in the whole visible universe trying to buy the stock, and it knew that if there was a reversal or if anything went remotely wrong, or if any of these people, some of them were first time traders. The thing about Robin is you don't have to fully fund your account in order to make a trade. So they were like, they could be caught with their pants down and unable to cover their position. And then
1: really bad things happen. So so, so what, I was, what I was gonna say is, well, I know just in my simple, you know, trading on E-Trade with like a couple grand is like, that I toy with is like, I know that if I sell a stock and then buy a new stock with those proceedings, I can't sell that second stock within like a certain number of days because mm-hmm. the transaction hasn't gone fully through. And if I do do that, my account will be per the, per the E-Trade warning is I, I will be banned from the market for 90 days per SEC rules. Right. Or, right? So we have these and, weird and, things where, okay, like I'm held to that. But what I was also going to say is about GameStop. I went and tried to buy GameStop on uh on Wednesday, but the thing, uh, but the
0: thing didn't, work, didn't work too well, did it?
1: <laughs> well, no, th- it was because I used E-Trade, so I've never even used Robinhood. i I never heard of it before this week. I couldn't buy it on E-Trade either, though. It didn't exist. I couldn't, I'd go to it and it within, would just Within about
0: four hours, it affected everybody. Yeah. Robinhood was the first, but everyone else followed through very quickly and for the same reason.
1: Can you, uh, can you like turn your microphone towards you or bring it closer? It's yeah, a better. Much better. Thank you. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, that's it. So I, I'm pretty sure this is a directional microphone. So, uh, yeah,
1: um, very- But no, 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 you're fine. It's so. Okay, so go back to where go back to where we were. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, so yeah, uh, Robin Hood was the first. Uh, to cancel, you know, to, to stop trading on GameStop, but they were quickly followed by almost everybody else. Okay. In fact, pretty much if you wanted to buy GameStop's uh, stock after about four hours after Robinhood, if you weren't a hedge fund with like deep ties somewhere, you you couldn't. And this is one of the things that the... Uh, 4chan with the bloomberg account guys are complaining about is like yeah the big guys they can do whatever they want but when we start making too much money we get shut down it was like yep now it's more complicated than that because actually uh i i do believe that it was robin hood covering their own ass and the other traders making sure they didn't get put their pants pulled down, but it just looks bad. And I think that part of the intention, the these guys on Wall Street uh, bets, the fact that they named their Reddit what they did implies that they're basically anarchists who have a very dim view of the market as an entity and a very deep understanding of how it works. And that's why they have that dim view. And they saw this as an opportunity to pull the market's pants down.
1: Yeah, there was no, we're getting rich. It was like, hey, someone just- Oh, they
0: got rich too. Yeah. yeah, They did did
1: that too. (laughs) That's the thing is, when I wanted to buy it on Wednesday, it was, it was- Uh, It's like, did
0: did you ever uh, see the movie, The Big Short? No. Uh, It's worthwhile, Uh, and and, uh, you know, one of the things is that the guys in the big short, they took a huge risk uh, and they became rich. They became like mega yacht, multi-billion, you know, it's like they became hugely rich overnight by doing this when they could have gone bankrupt instead if they had not been right about what they were guessing. But at the same time, the guy, the, the big short guy said about the GameStop situation, uh, if you're involved in this, you should, like, if you, if you can, take your position now and just walk off because this is dangerous. And he's kind of in a position to know because yeah. they shorted the entire market. That was what the big short was, was they they predicted that the entire market would collapse. They shorted the entire stock market. That's awesome. And they it was it was difficult for them to find anyone who would take their bet. And then when it didn't you know, pan out for, uh, for a few months, it was like they were getting deeper and deeper in. And you, know, like I said, so if you're shorting, then you reach a position where you're expected to cover your position. And those guys really weren't in a position to do that. They were way the hell out over a line. So it was like in, almost in the nick of time when the market did what they expected and collapsed out from under them, And all of a sudden, they're billionaires. So, yeah, that now the GameStop guys, they didn't become billionaires. Some of them became millionaires, Um,
1: but also a lot of other smaller guys probably, you know, got wiped out because my cousin knows someone. Actually, my cousin texted me and he was like, dude, my buddy is like 22 years old and he just retired. I was like, what happened? And he was like, he invested like, I don't know, something like $100,000, like his life savings. And like, I think he does well for himself. I think he's like, he has a good job young, but I think he just said, fuck it, and went all in and then cashed yeah. out like before the whole thing died. Oh, if you had $100,000 in GameStop
0: before all this shit happened, then yeah, you don't have any reasons ever need to work at all.
1: Yeah. I think Never he, again. he just said he like this past week, this guy just retired. He's like 22. Yeah.
0: Yeah, now awesome. you have a hundred million dollars. Awesome. Yeah, you know, so it's like okay, yeah, that would be cool. Of course, the downside of that is you're you know you lose your hundred thousand dollars, and now you're you know it takes an ordinary person a while to raise that kind of coin.
1: Yeah, so, Sorry, my, my dad's uh, my dad has like a nineteen seventy something TR six, and he's in the garage revving the engine, so if the whole <laughs> room is vibrating. I don't know if you. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, I can uh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's not that
1: bad though. It's okay. low frequencies. Oh, no, okay, good. The microphone's not picking you up because the room shakes. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's it, it's yeah. I, I can
0: hear it, but it's 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 not uh, okay. like overpowering your voice. Or okay, anything. okay.
1: So um, so yeah. So now where where do we stand right now? Because when I looked at it on Wednesday, I think it was maybe it was Tuesday. When I originally looked at it, it was at one forty-five, and I thought about buying some. It jumped but, up to seventy. It's, it's, it's the weekend. Yeah, well, so, I know that. I
0: know that now. It doesn't have a value at the moment. That's yeah. Uh, yeah I've I've seen one forty three seventy. Like you say, uh, a lot is going to depend on what happens in the last few moments before the market opens on Monday morning. Um, and uh, it, at this point, no one can say it, it's you know that's the way the the market is. It's the weekend. It's a holiday. Eh, Who the fuck knows what this thing is worth? We'll find out when the market opens and uh, all the corrections happen based on those trades that haven't gone through because the market has been closed. What if this breaks the whole stock market? Well, I think that's what the Wall Street bets guys want. (laughs) I, th- I think. Of course. So I don't know why I thought, what if this happens? They're like, <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. I mean, th- what they want to show is that it's absurd. It's ridiculous and stupid. And uh, there are a lot of more uh, moderate people who. Would be in in favor of saying like all of these derivative operations, shorting, margin calls, all this, uh, all of this artificial shit should just be eliminated. It's like if you want to participate in the market, you invest in the company and you own part of the company. And if you don't want to own part of the company, then you sell it and that's how you participate in the stock market. And that should be the only way because all this other stuff is really just fucking with the fundamentals and causing all kinds of chaos uh, where, where people are are taking something that is real and turning it into smoke and then smoking it. Uh, you know, we, we saw a similar thing with the housing market in uh, 07 and 08. When all that collapsed, uh, and and a lot of that was that people had ta- uh, had taken mortgages and packaged them into these derivative, uh, uh, whatever they call um, not projects or something. You know these these products mm-hmm. as they call it, where you are betting that the market will go one way or the other, uh, but you're not actually holding the mortgages. And the thing that uh, was wrong with that in a lot of cases is that real estate has a lot of very particular laws about things you have to do in order to register ownership. And uh, these uh, financial derivative companies weren't following the law. So there's a lot of people whose property is never going to have clear title again Mm -hmm. because of this. no one knows who holds the deed. Yeah. And I'm just glad I paid my house off before any of that shit happened. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. It's like, yeah, I actually have the deed to my house. It's a piece of paper that I got from the, you know, government. You know, From the government, from the local government, from the Uh, local government, but is because it's the local government that that does real estate transactions, and so you get an international corporation, a bank, trying to package uh, a hundred thousand mortgages as a financial instrument, and it really yeah you can make that work mathematically as a thing that you might want to do but it doesn't work legally as you know and as some of these guys uh suddenly found out um but yeah the thing with GameStop though that wasn't as shady that that was just the the practice of doing these things with stocks it really started with commodities with things like Potatoes and pork bellies and and, and all in the the Chicago uh, commodity markets. And there you can make an argument that it's not as shady or or even if it is shady that, you know, uh, what you're doing there is providing liquidity for the people who actually need the product. Mm -hmm. So somebody needs a railroad car full of sugar six months from now, they know they're gonna need it they can go to the commodity market and lock in their price. And then the gamblers can squabble among themselves over who's gonna eat it if you didn't pay enough or who's going to reap the benefit if you paid more than you really needed to. But when you start doing that with stocks for actual companies, that are in business then you start clouding the fundamentals you know uh like one of the things i said there has been very little written about how all this crap has affected GameStop itself as a company and i saw a passing reference earlier today that oh yeah well this allowed them to clear up all their debts because they were able to use their you know sell some of their inflated stock and and sell off their debts well that for a company that has been failing, trying to figure out how they're going to clear their debts and all, that gives them more time to make payroll and pay rent on their brick and mortar stores and figure out if they can maybe find uh, a new business model that they wouldn't have had before because the shorters were just counting on them to go, yeah, you know, like that. And uh, and so, and, and to that sense, I suspect that, The Wall Street Bets guys are thinking, no, we're the good guys. We're giving
1: them a second, we're giving them a resuscitation. But
0: but you've also got a bunch of people who came in on this and aren't going to cash out at the right time uh, who are the small guys who are still going to get screwed. And that happened in the Big Short too. Um, It's like the Big Short people had, you know, there's there's this uh, scene toward the end when they're like, well... We got rich, but a lot of other people got screwed yeah. because we knew they were going to get screwed. And we used the fact that we knew they were going to get screwed to make ourselves get rich. And that money came from somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, the right now the Wall Street Bets people are making like, well, that be, you know, yeah, we got rich and that money came from the hedge funds. Well, that was partially true. hmm but that money also came from anyone who was dumb enough to buy GameStop at $300 a share.
1: Yeah. But to that, there's also, like, responsibility. That I know I sound like such an like a old, like, white Republican. I'm like, well, you got it. But, I mean, like, someone like me that, like, I have an addictive personality. I have a terribly addictive personality. I mean, Jesus Christ, the podcast, we're at episode three. Oh, this is episode 333. Three, 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 is, um, is... But even me, like, I saw it going up, and I was, like, Wednesday, I was, like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But, I mean, I had to use my brain, and I was, like, I'm going to sell all my Tesla stock and buy GameStop, and then I paused, and I was, like, I don't know shit about this. I'm not going to do that. And, like, that's not fun, but, like, I did that. So part of me is also, like, I don't really feel bad for anyone. That, oh, I feel bad for him, but I also, you know, if you get fucked in this, that's kind of, like, whether you're a hedge fund or a small guy, like, you know, well, and of course, that's your that, brain. That's not my fault. That's use your brain.
0: Well, to the to a certain extent, that's kind of the theory behind all of this. Yeah. But you also have to ask how much of that is just cruelty. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and because none of us knows everything. Yeah. So and 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 honestly, there are a lot of really stupid people walking around out there. Who don't necessarily deserve to be reduced to uh, homelessness? Just because you're, yeah, just because you're
1: stupid doesn't mean that. Like, so, just because um, your house isn't up to fire code doesn't mean I should throw a Molotov in there to prove a point. Like, right. it's like you can just like tell them you should get your house up to code. You don't have to burn it down.
0: Yeah, and 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 sort of the uh, we, we yeah. The, there's a thing that we, you know the, that whole um, personal responsibility thing, the, you know the rugged individualism and all and a lot of that is just fuck the other guy. If he's that dumb, I got mine, fuck you, Jack. Uh, did you ever see the Michael Moore film sicko? about uh that was the film michael moore made about the health industry before the aca uh was even a glint in someone's eye as it turned out and uh he he went all over the world showing how other people's health systems worked versus Mm -hmm. how ours did
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and how you weren't thrown to the sharks just because you got cancer yeah and ended up homeless because of it and uh there's a, a very poignant thing. I mean, so I know a lot of people hate Michael Moore and can't even stand his voice, but uh, he is, uh, whether you like him or not, kind of an every man. I mean, you see, he grew up in Flint, Michigan. He feels what it is like to live in in that culture and in, in that society. And, and after touring Europe and, Uh, showing the medical systems in France and Britain and all. And he came back and he said, you know, a lot of it is that they have a we society. It's about us, it's about holding together and about supporting those of us who trip when they need help versus a me society. Where we only care about our own welfare, and the guy next to us trips, and it's like just fuck that guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and having grown up in America, that resonated completely yeah. with me. Yeah. Uh, and, to and to to touch. I on, mean, I, sorry. You no, know, I I know some fabulous people that uh, are wonderful individuals that I've learned a great deal from. That. I, I know they think of themselves as being wonderful individuals and all, but they also have that. Uh, oh yeah, if you're not the right, if you're not with us, you know, if you're not in our group, they'll they'll they're fine with picking you up if you're in their group. Yeah. But as far as doing it, if you're not, you know, you yeah. you just happen to be American, but you're not a member of the white Louisiana Italian community or whatever. Then uh, you know, get a job. Yeah. Fuck you. you know, yeah, it's like you didn't deal with it. Yeah. I did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I get I, I get, got mine. Fuck you, Jet. And yeah, uh I get I and, get what you're saying on that. What I was saying earlier about like um about GameStop. I'm saying it as someone that doesn't own any. So it's not even that I bought a thousand shares and I'm like, I got mine, fuck you. I'm looking at it as someone that like I I looked at it and said I'm not gonna do that, because that seems too risky. I mean, I look at it like in college, when I got a yeah. 99 in OCHEM 2 and the class average was a 55, and I remember the professor <laughs> saying, half of you were gonna fail, this is the most, Dr. Hubbard, I remember him saying in summer 2012, half of you are gonna fail, this is the most I've ever failed, anyone in this course, but one student has a 99, so the curve is only gonna be one point, so most of you are gonna go from a 55 to a 56, so I imagine you should all drop out. I did that to a lot of people. But I look at it as is everyone said, why do you do that? You only need to get an 80 and yours will be rounded up to an A. At which point I think like, hey, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to do well at this. To me, I don't look at it as a fuck you, I got mine. I'm just like, hey, the gates open at the beginning of the semester. Here's the material. Here's the test. Yeah. If I got 100, I just i'm trying to get into med schools where tens of thousands apply and a hundred get in so like well
0: what, that's a completely different thing well, well, I well, mean, so what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is,
1: is well, but what i'm saying is this is is although i don't own any GameStop stock like i still had to look at it and still use my own self-control and go i don't think that's a good idea because i don't know anything about shorting and so i'm gonna keep my boring portfolio and abstain from this casino this casino game Whereas others that get in on it and then get fucked, like you know, it's... that that was the wise course of action. Because well, that's what I unless, mean. Yeah, so unless
0: not... you were in on the the whole plan, then yeah, you might have made a lot of money if you got lucky. But you could have also lost a bunch of money uh, if you didn't really understand the dynamics of what these core guys who were driving it were trying to do, yeah. you know, and sight. So they you know, they got a wave started. And the thing about a wave is once you get it started, you can't necessarily stop it. Yeah. But they pushed it in a certain direction and then sat back and, and sipped their pina coladas and, uh, you know, Checked their positions every fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. They, they they knew when it was time to to cash some of their shit out and all. Uh, but yeah, if you're not part of that group and you don't know what's going on, then yeah, you're gambling. Well, yeah, oh, well and, and that's, do that's,
1: I understand what these people are up to or not? Well, well that's, um, that's, what that's what I'm saying. Is like, we're where healthcare is, I'm with you. Even as a conservative, I'm with you. I'm like, it's no, something needs to change. You can't just be thrown at the sharks because you got cancer. What I'm making with this argument is, is like, buying GameStop stock is like, you as an adult have to consciously log in and make that trade. And so, mm-hmm. part of me is like, if you go spend all that money, like. Like that's on you. That's on you. And like, I part of me is like, (laughs) I'm sorry if you just lost 100k doing that, but I can't, I can't pull out sympathy for this people because in in its own gambling sort of way, they're hedging their own bets. If I lose it, I can pull the. I'm just, I'm, I'm little Bo Peep. I didn't know what I was doing. But if they won, they're sitting in their penthouse looking at me, saying, "Fuck you, I got mine." So there's part of me where it's like. GameStop isn't, it's not health insurance, it's not drinking water. It's, I kind of look at it as like, you went in and made that choice. You went in and played that game. No one told you to go into the casino and throw, and again, I know I sound like a 90-year-old white Republican, like, you made your bed, (laughs) but part of me is like, hey. No, but as, 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 as a relatively liberal Democrat, I completely agree with you about that whole assessment. Yeah, it's, it's. Well, this isn't fun when we agree with each other because now there's no friction. This doesn't make a good podcast. Fuck you and everything you stand for, Roger. Black power. The nation of Islam will rise. Not that this channel is gonna get monetized, but, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's it's you know it's it's that duel. If we're gonna if we're gonna say that little guy can't get fucked like that by you know getting robbed by GameStop. But then, at the same time, that means we also also have to say, "Hey, no one's allowed yeah. to make it."
0: Well, and part and part of the but part of this though is the whole thing uh, of this. You know, the the whole reason it came about is because of this uh, financial culture of these abstract derivative products. Isn't there? Isn't that, there
1: something? Sorry, isn't there something like? I remember looking this up years ago, and there's something like. There's like a couple quadrillion dollars of derivatives and it like far outweighs the world's actual like current oh, yeah. supply. Yeah, it is. It's stupid. It's it's like it's poised to collapse. Let's let's look it up. Total derivatives market. Oh Jesus. In twenty nineteen, an estimated six hundred and forty trillion dollars. Six hundred and forty trillion 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 America's so debt what's, is 27
0: plus the gdp of the
1: entire world global gdp let's do you want to take bets <laughs> i say i say i'm going to say it's not 600 trillion
0: dollars i'm going to say
1: it's 50 trillion what's your bet i'm not looking it up yet what's your bet as of january 30th saturday january 30th i'm going to say 20 trillion okay saturday january 30th 2021 mm-hmm. 6:36 p.m. eastern time Roger says 20, I say 50. Global GDP. Is that what I should be Googling? Yeah. Global 80 trillion. Oh. Huh. That's from right. 2017. So huh. you were closer than me. Huh. Huh. Wow. Is that, yeah, I don't, is that really right? In 2000, but still, but- 2017, according to the CIA World Fat, uh, Factbook, the global GDP was around... Eighty
2: point two seven trillion, and around around one hundred
1: and twenty seven in terms of purchasing power parity, which I don't know anything about. Yeah, but that's still nowhere near six hundred (laughs) trillion. No, no, that's the important thing.
0: Yeah, so so it's like there's still a lot of shit floating out there that has no nothing underneath it to support it. Global
2: derivative
0: And 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 that's kinda what the Wall Street bets guys were were trying to do is to bring attention to the fact that the whole thing is uh just stupidly crooked. Uh and I respect that about them. I don't respect much else about them, but uh little joker
1: little joker esque. They're just pointing yeah. out the hypocrisy. They're not here for the cure.
0: Oh, they're very, very joking they were Fortran with a blueberry account. Yeah. 4chan, 4chan, okay?
1: They're putting on the makeup like, and cutting the mouth.
0: <laughs> they're, yo, know, they're like one step before that. And, uh, and 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 the thing is, it's like, this is the scene where, like, the Joker blows up the hospital and it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hey, that worked. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> didn't really give a shit. Like, it was like, huh. Yeah, I mean, that's what these guys, it's like, and it was brilliant. I mean, I got to give them that. It was fucking brilliant. So evil is, it was, it was, it was not necessarily, they're not the good guys, you know, but they did shine a spotlight on some other guys who are not so good either. And those guys are not real happy about it at the moment.
1: So right now I'm finding something from April, 2020 that says the derivatives market is cl- yeah the derivatives market is closer to 1.5 quadrillion dollars yeah that's which which tells you that there's a lot of stuff floating on stuff that doesn't exist there's a lot of right that's like if I if I email ten people I'm like do you guys will you do a Saturday podcast yeah you know and then Roger uh, says yes and then nine people say yes and I'm like who and then you've got eight novels to read before tomorrow morning yeah, and it's like and i have done that i did remember when i had remember when i had, I remember, yes, I had well, I, yeah that, that's why i said that that actually happened. Yeah, that. that actually happened right when the podcast got funded and i quit my job and i was like i'm going to go into this thing swinging and whereas normally about one in 20 authors will say yes i went 20 for 20 and i was like oh no and then i was like but i don't want to I don't want to flake on all these people. I'm trying to build like a reputation. So yeah, you re- you can go back and look in the episodes. It's probably around like around episode. I, no,
0: I remember when you were kind of freaking out about all that. Yeah, you
1: come on, you like Tommy, how are you doing? And I'd be like bags under my eyes, and yeah, I was listening I was to like, audio. Oh, I yeah, I was listening to audio. Can I put time. you
0: off until next? You know, yeah, until tomorrow. It's <laughs> like like, a lone you know. shark.
1: I was like, I was like Roger. I'll have the podcast for you tomorrow. Can we push it back a week? I swear, I'm just I'm in tough times right now. But unlike yeah, a loan it, shark, you were just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, you're like you're like relax, and I was like, I'm like. Pay and I'm like, I was listening to audiobooks at like two X speed from the moment I woke up throughout the whole day. <laughs> and I crushed 14. I think it was 14 audiobooks in 10 days or yeah. something. Well, see, that that was the, the, the thing is, though, is, that was good for you is that
0: you were at least able to 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 speed those things up to two times and crush them. But the financial markets don't have that. It's yeah. like you've got all these entities that are, you know, that are on the hook for things that can't possibly be covered
1: yeah but it's also you know i would say unlike the financial markets is i kind of got the shit slapped out of me because i realized i had to do this if i wanted to maintain any sort of reputation with these authors and i also learned my lesson i stopped doing it i kind of, i stopped doing the short selling there and derivatives. Is that. Yes. you know like you said <laughs> i said "Fuck all the derivative markets and i came in and just said if i buy a stock i buy it and if i sell it and i stopped do- now i do about an author every 10 days or so and i listen yeah. at a casual and, pace but, but the wall street guys are just
0: they keep accelerating it they, they keep inventing more and more creative ways to play with it and you know it's like I remember, you remember there was a movie called The Grifters about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, and uh, in one of their uh, flashbacks, they showed one of the Grifter characters reminiscing about a long con that they had pulled where they had convinced their mark that they had a computer that had a seven-tenth of a second advantage on the stock market. And that, you know, and that this was their game, that they were, and what they were really doing is they were grifting the guy. They were, you know, they were gonna get his investment and then just take it. And what they actually did is they feigned the SEC rating them. But the whole, that whole idea that, yes, we have this fraction of a second. And then when I started to read about high frequency trading, it's like, somebody watched this movie and said damn that's a good idea
1: yeah well i because I, I remember reading something in like 2010 i just remember reading like a popular mechanics magazine but it was something about like goldman sachs investing like a hundred or not like uh maybe like a billion dollars in some transatlantic fiber line and it's because mm-hmm. they increased their trading speed at something like like one or like six one hundredths of a second or something
0: yeah and uh, you know there was there was another one about uh, someone setting up a short rate a shortwave radio link between I think it may have been Detroit and New York because even though the bandwidth wasn't that great the latency was zero and that latency you know the difference between the you know signal with ten kilohertz bandwidth but no latency. Going straight through, you know, through the atmosphere versus the gigabit signal, but it goes through switches and routers and sprouting and all and it arrives, you know, two tenths of a second later. And they were going to use that. It's like when people are playing games like that,
1: your system is broken. It's broken, but man, at the same time, I <laughs> part of me kind of loves it because it's just like. The world is just this. I mean, right now, globally, like we think here I am with like my oh, yeah, it's 4- a big
0: fucking video game. Yeah,
1: no, we're here, with, we're right now, <laughs> I'm here with my 4K webcam and my microphone, and it's like <laughs> we feel advanced. And we look back at the 1800s with those big hoop skirts and like amputations, and we're like, those savages. But the reality is, is in like 200 years, they're going to be looking back at this and they're like, man. You used to be able to game the system not by making a sound company or investment, but you were just like, yeah. "fuck it, let's use a ham radio." <laughs> it was just like, "there's and something." Why does he have this big fucking thing hanging in front of his face? Yeah, and it's like, it's <laughs> but the thing is, is like, man, there's something almost kind of there is, and it's, again very easy cuz i'm insulated from it and it doesn't, doesn't affect my life i get it right it's like when i was making bets this past summer about whether that uh the autonomous zone in portland would turn into like an op- forward operating base for china like you know it was, i was like maybe they'll come in maybe we're going to start seeing some like you know regional warfare But then it was also very easy for me to make those jokes. And then my buddy (laughs) Phil came on and Phil actually lives in Seattle with his like three kids. And I was like, okay, now it's very real. So it's, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. So again, I say that kind of- Yeah, there's actual people involved with this. But the funny thing is, is then Phil comes on and he's like, oh yeah, man, no, I'm watching it too. And I was like, oh fuck. So I guess this whole thing's on fire. But but, so what I'm saying is though is like, so I have to note that like, I can look at this kind of loosely and like romantically, admittedly, that being said- there's something a little like poetic about whether it's a shortwave radio or it's a, a Goldman Sachs transatlantic fiber optic line or it's whether it's just some fucking disillusioned assholes on a on a subreddit who are just like fuck it let's bring a, let's bring the the globe to its knees. There's something a little yeah. beautiful about that ability to throw a wrench into the system because, like a kid throwing a rock yeah. off a bridge, it's just kind of like. I kind of want to see what happens. Yeah, and, and really, really, the uh, the whole
0: thing with uh, it's wild west. The GameStop it. thing is is very similar to the shortwave radio link and the fiber optic, but it, instead it was the ability to amass a mob yeah. and get them to all buy the same stock at yes. the same time, even though it has no fundamentals and buying it is a stupid thing to do because. You only live once. YOLO But there
1: is but there's part it's like that you know, it's like the NCAA. It's kind of like that March Madness thing where like the Cinderella team that sucks is just like plowing through like the sweet sixteen, the yeah. Elite eight. There's something I got look, I gotta I
0: gotta admit, when I first heard about this, I loved everything it's about it.
1: Intoxicating. It's, it's a break from the vanilla life.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, man, these these guys I, I, but the thing is, yeah, they're not heroes. No, they're no, not, no, not no, no, no.
1: And like, let's, let's point that out now. They they're broke not- a lot
0: of little people as well as the, you know, you know as, as the hedge funds. But it's just, you know, uh, it really is very similar to the story of the big short in that, you know, they, you know, they're sitting in a field of broken glass, handing a out, th- you know, with hold, holding up a, a, a lot of hundred dollar bills. It's like, uh, it, uh, OK, you know, it's like, yeah, all right. We're in a wasteland here, but we
1: won. Yeah, right, yeah, right. It's, and, you know, it's that's it's like what what terrified uh, I think Eisenhower the most was one of his analysts saying if there's a global thermonuclear war and at the end of the day three people on the earth are alive and it's two Americans and one Soviet then we won and Eisenhower was like oh fuck, what is this game? <laughs> he was like, no, we're not. And his analysts were like, we just got to have more souls than them. And he was like, this is, there is no winning yeah, this game. Wrong metric. No, yeah, yeah that's... so, but in a weird way, like, the greatest gamble of it all is Mutual Assured Destruction. And, like, so far, so far, we've played that game for 76 years, 76 years this summer. We've been playing Atomic Weapons, and we're still all here. we have
0: and we have John Nash to thank for teaching us that that was the way to play that game. Did have you ever seen the uh, the movie A Beautiful Mind?
1: No, but but hold that thought though. Is like as I mean, you got to think the creation of the Gatling gun. The guy created the Gatling gun because he thought that it would make war so unpalatable, it would make slaughter so accessible to every army that the world would just stop fighting. In reality, everyone was like, "Yo, can we get ten of those?" But yeah, when we, we scaled it up, to the f- same yeah. thing. When we scaled it up <laughs> to fission bombs, and then thermonuclear we- weapons delivered by hypersonic missiles in orbit, ten at a time,
2: did
1: not it, change a thing? Well, no, 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 no. It did. In that, not since 1945 has there been total war. Total war has stopped. There's still warfare, but you never had a nation's full industrial might going at another nation's industrial might even vietnam korea grenada desert storm iraq even oh, the is see-
0: kind of a set
1: <laughs> yeah but still but the point is um, the point is though is even even you know in the yeah. middle east hold, hold, hold that thought should we ever pick a war with iran sure 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 but the point is is what i'm saying though is like like has it or has it not worked i would say it has and it's that's probably the that's yeah, best well, that, yeah, is that nuclear weapons have actually created peace
0: but it's but it's also the policies around them and a lot of that revolve around the nash equilibrium and that's the uh the whole doctrine of mutually assured destruction uh that's if if you get a chance to see the movie a beautiful mind it is very worthwhile, okay, because it is about a person who is who is very insane and it is from his internal view okay and it has I don't want to say too much about it because the the thing is the movie is is really told from Nash's perspective, and he's insane, kind he, of like he, an American psycho, yeah, except that Nash isn't you know. A simple, okay. you know, uh, Nash is a very complicated person, and he actually is a brilliant man who contributed some incredibly important things to, particularly our theories of uh, nuclear defense and stuff like that. I, and it just happens that he's also majorly schizophrenic. Um, but uh, the you know the the whole thing, he, he you know, there's there's a scene in the movie where. The three, you know, he's one of the three college buddies that are, you know, they're they're at the bar and there's three girls and two are brunettes and one's the, you know, one's the obviously much more uh, desirable blonde, right? And so at first they're all like, well, the blonde is mine. I'm going for her. And Nash just clicks. He's been studying these competitive strategies for for years at this point trying to figure out the fundamentals of how they work and all at once he just says no we all go for the brunettes we ignore the blonde and they're like what and he's like that's the only way we all get laid and then he leaves because he has a paper to write he has he has figured it
1: out figured out nuclear that- shirt destruction
0: yeah that if you go if everybody goes for the primary target nobody wins Mm -hmm. but if everybody is willing to settle then you can end up in a place where everybody has something nice Mm -hmm. okay and uh i'm i'm not putting
1: it very well but uh i think i probably got it I have, to, I have to pee again, but I want to come back and I want to give you my argument that me and my friend David had several years ago about why, by the year 2050, every man, woman, and child on the planet should have access to their own thermonuclear weapon. And I'll come back in a minute. <laughs> oh, that's not, that, now that sounds interesting.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, I'm going to do the same thing. I'll be right back.
1: beat you did you leave
0: yeah i had to take a break too
1: (laughs) (laughs) never never in my life did i think that i remember i was talking to Dell comstock the other week we were talking about like you know, like methods Dale uses to like succeed. Dale's the youngest I ever remember in Delta Force. Dale worked for the CIA, cleared the mm-hmm. NSA, did nuclear facilities, trained professional boxer, trains dogs, and he does all sorts of meditation and visualization. And like you, and he, he has a master's, he has a PhD. You look at him and he talks about all these methods he used to succeed. And uh, I real, and I told him this like when I read his book last March, I was like very early on you have to you're like no matter how his techniques may sound to you this is not a guy that ever fails at anything so you have to take it into consideration and i told him i was like if tom brady who's going to his 10th super bowl told me that the only way to succeed is to put tapioca pudding on his balls then you know who am i to say that's where's wrong where's the tapioca And then I said to him, and then I said to Dale, never in my life did I think I'd be sitting here with an ex-Delta Force member talking about the application of tapioca pudding to my grundle. Never in my life did I think I'd be sitting here with Roger, the author of my favorite book, going, beat you back. I peed first. um, Yes. Yes. So, but. (laughs) Oh here we are. Yet here we are. Thermonuclear Welcome weapons. to 2021. Yeah. Welcome to 2021. Yeah, it's like that meme that was like <laughs> that moment you realize that every year this decade just begins with 2020 when you say it out loud. 2020, mm-hmm. two. 2020, three. It's yeah. just, it's a 10-part series. And you go, oh, no. <laughs>
0: well, so there's there's 20, there was 2020, which
1: was like the subject of the
0: incredible Match.com ads. Then... There's twenty twenty space W O N yeah, and then there's two. Then, then there's twenty twenty space T O O. We're screwed.
1: We're screwed. Twenty twenty. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> and it's like it's oh. twenty
0: twenty for you know at least the next three years. Okay, right?
1: It's like yeah. Oh. so so me and my friend David, and I remember we were arguing, and I love I've known David since fifth grade. And again, he and I polar opposite views politically in, in terms of everything. And that's why I love him. It's because he's a super intelligent guy and I can't look at someone as intelligent and respectful as him with a good wife and I can't look at him and go, that guy's evil. So when I see him with like opposite beliefs of me, it helps me because I go, okay, well, there's someone that clearly they're not a bad person so maybe we do just agree to disagree and that's why I, I try to be right. like aware of my own biases and shit that being said we always you know we always kind of rustle each other's feathers and I remember a couple years ago we were talking about like gun control and I was he was like you know I was making an argument like I don't think the government should have anything that we don't have and he was like including tanks and I was like including nuclear weapons and I just kind of said it just to you know get under his skin (laughs) and he was like And he was like, "Why?" And like, I wasn't planning on this argument, but just being an idiot and like a douchebag, I was like, "Fuck it! I'm just going to try to take this argument. I'm just going to try to like, you know, defend this court case." And I go, "I think every man, woman, and child should have a thermonuclear weapon, the biggest ever made, hundred megatons. I think we should all have one by the year 2050." So I said this to him in like 2016. And he's like, "That's terrible." And I was like, "No, it's not." And I was like, "Because we have thirty. Now we're down to." Never done at twenty nine. I was like, but we have thirty four years until it happens, and, it, and it's publicized. This isn't a secret; everyone knows it's coming. There's like a you know, there's a countdown ticker on every screen on the world. We all know that we're and no one. No one gets theirs first. No one gets theirs first. We all get it. It's, it's a perfect system. It's it's we. Yeah. It's, it's like a like It's we all get it at the exact same time. No one gets an advantage. There's no right. there's no shortwave radio. There's no fucking high frequency trading. Everyone yeah. gets theirs <laughs> at the exact same time. No, okay.
0: the, mad, the magic thermonuclear bomb ferry de, de, the drops time. them on us all at, all the, at the same, same time.
1: time. Okay. I think that that would be the best possible thing ever. And my argument is this. Well, what's the first thing that's, you know, well, shit, some crazy guy is just going to fucking click the trigger. Well, we have 34 years. Looks like we should probably get cracking on mental health. Okay they're going to be and here's the thing is okay what about So, what a, you're
0: saying is that we know this is going to happen now but
1: we have time to. we have 34 prepare. years to maybe protect mental health what happens if someone who is just if there's someone that's just actually oh and here, here was one of the stipulations no one can take a bomb from anyone else you have to give it up voluntarily that was the one criteria mm-hmm. you can give it up voluntarily, and that was it. Everyone gets it at the sorry, everyone gets it at the same time, and you have to. And you can only give yes. it up voluntarily. Okay. Hmm. So we should probably get you've cracking. just
0: at, you, you've just described the internet.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So everyone gets it. Volu- everyone gets it. We should probably get cracking on mental health. We have thirty four <laughs> years. Okay. Well, what if we start to realize that maybe not everything is mental health? Maybe some people are just actually. Unstable. Assholes. No, not just hassle. No, not even that. What happens if people are just? We're just taking it from the very bottom rung first. What about crazy people? Okay, let's get on mental health, affordable mental health. Let's. Well, what if it's not just enough that it's affordable? Well, maybe we should get cracking on better. Uh, we should put more money into pharmaceuticals. Well, what if there's not a profit incentive? Well, we should argue: is there a profit incentive, or is there a therm- thermonuclear har- Armageddon on the horizon? Everyone is going. Okay, we're all in this. We should probably put more money into better and better SSRIs, SNRIs, anxiolytics uh, antipsychotics, mood stabilizers all that stuff okay so let's you know, get the bottom two rungs out what about people that are just paranoid schizophrenics what about those unfortunate souls who are born into a brain that just it has a fractured reality and they and they and the, we cannot take their weapon from them well it looks like that we should probably have to build up support systems enough to where this person can be talked to to where they would give it up voluntarily. That would take so much money per person. Well, it's that or thermonuclear war. So it looks like we're gonna have to divert some funding to finding these big centers <laughs> where you can go with your family and you talk to this person. And it's like, so this is what it is, and this is how you were born. Instead of just throwing them in a straitjacket, we're gonna have to go. Hey, and you know, this is what. it And maybe it takes a lot. Maybe we got to use different medications and shit. Okay, what about assholes? Well, why is that guy kind an of asshole? Well, he can't get a good job. Did he not get a good job because he... Did he do poorly in school? Did he not study? No, he worked hard. He just couldn't get it. Well, maybe it's a black guy. Well, shit, well, maybe we should tackle that. Maybe there are some like race laws that they can't you know, equal opportunity. Okay, what if that guy is an asshole? Why is he an asshole? Well, where well, his kids were killed? How were his kids killed in a drunk driving accident? So then you have to go into that. Well, why is that guy drinking? You know, what's he trying to escape from? And it's and it's all these things that sound idyllic normally. You're right, and they're proposed, and we say fuck that. That's not reality. Well, my my argument is, is well, what if there's global thermonuclear holocaust on the horizon? So it's it comes down to well, what about this guy? What about well, what about all those people in the Middle East? What if they? Well, why are they angry? Maybe we're pillaging their resources. Well, why are we pillaging their resources? Maybe we should put more money into fusion reactors. Maybe we should do all of this. Well, what if they're still not happy with us because we've been bombing their country for decades? Well, it looks like we should go on a pretty big peace tour. I think is what we should do. But well, we're going to have to divert money from our defense industry. Well, if you take money away from our defense industry we won't have a defense net that won't matter everyone
0: has a thermonuclear yeah
1: that won't matter in 34 (laughs) years because there's a global thermonuclear (laughs) holocaust on the horizon it's just those nine syllables global thermonuclear holocaust and it goes on and on into every aspect of life and then you go "Ooh, well what about leaving the planet can you just leave the planet Goddamn right you can well then fucking a it looks like there's going to be some private capitalization of going to (laughs) other planets well what about those planets what if 10 people go and they each have nukes well fuck you better you better screen your people and make sure that you're all on the same (laughs) but what if you're on all planet and someone some other group on the planet nukes it well then maybe you should go to a different planet maybe you should go to one of the the moons of of jupiter Well, how are you going to do that? I don't know, but you got 34 years. You might want to get cracking. Or you can stay here and work on mental health and uh, mental health and mental wealth and jobs for everyone. And maybe stop raping the planet. How do you appease the Greenpeace people? Well, it looks like we're going to have to put some money into this. And every time it circles around to, well, the vast majority of the world's resources, not to mention America's, go to the military industrial complex at a certain point you'd have to realize that that doesn't matter when we have a global thermonuclear holocaust on the horizon so maybe we should all go to different planets what about drilling deep down, what about deep deep bunkers you can do that, if that's where you want to put your money, you can you can make bunkers, sure but it's all about it, it's, it's all of a sudden we've taken all the carrots and we've just turned it into a big stick, but everybody's <laughs> fucked together so, and what if at the very end of this all What if you still got someone who's just a troll? And on that day, Mm -hmm. on January 1st, 2050, they go boop. Well, that's something you still have to consider. So you should probably use...
0: As as Alfred said very famously in one of the Batman
1: movies, Master Wayne, some men just just want want to 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 watch the world burn. Yeah, so that being said well you have to take that into consideration which means that it seems like the ultimate thing is well then this is how humanity so you go through all these it's like too complex about mental health and what about making everybody happy what if someone isn't an asshole because they were slighted and their wife left them what if they're just an asshole what if there's no other explanation Mm -hmm. than they're just an asshole well then you should probably get as far away from that person as possible well how do I do that I don't know you might want to start working with an aerospace industry to go to a different planet so really what it comes down to is what this would do is it would drive humanity's spread into the stars it's the only explanation we would all be broken up into small groups where everyone kind of back in like ancient days where you kind of had to be a small village and not much more where everyone took care of each other no one quite knew whose kid was whose and so these just kind of acted like these cohesive little groups that just might be the move is we all go to different planets as different groups and what happens if we fail? So it will be an aerospace feudal society. In a sense, yes. And what is like the one thing we really need to do is we need to decentralize and get off this planet. So in conclusion, Kerrigan 2040, Kerrigan-Williams 2040, our ticket, global thermonuclear (laughs) holocaust coming to your doorstep. So let's go to the stars. (laughs) That is what I will run on. And when everyone says that's insane... What I say is we are already pointing global thermonuclear, wep- or thermonuclear weapons at each other at all times. It's not a whole lot different. This is true. It's very true. Well, how are we going to get away? I will, be,
0: I will be your running mate on that ticket.
1: Thank you, Roger. You well, are. how are we going to get away? Bunkers? Well, no, 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 no. The rich already have their bunkers. They're not concerned about you. They, they already have their bunkers. Yeah. So, if yeah. anything, I think this just levels the playing field. Very level, Very. It's
0: like almost like it's made of
1: glass. <laughs> I was about to say, almost like, almost <laughs> like it's by the power of a star, it's been flattened. It will be so. Le- <laughs> there will be so many nukes going off that we actually.
0: It'll wh- be so level you can just. Drive a sonic race car across it. (laughs)
1: What I was going to say is, there will be so many nukes going off, and it will make the playing field so goddamn level that the Earth might actually become the flat Earth. It might shear off such large chunks of of the core that we might actually. It'll be like
0: that last scene in Doctor Strangelove that my dad didn't
2: like because
1: everyone died. Yeah, yeah. But but it had such inspirational music. It did. But the thing is, is so what, what did the guy say earlier? What did Dr. Strangelove, or uh, no, what did the, um, what did the ambassador from, from the Soviet Union say in it? Well, what is your doomsday weapon? He was like, well, you take a 50 to 100, uh, 50 to 100, 50 megaton hydrogen bombs salted with cobalt thorium G, cobalt thor- thorium G. Mm-hmm. Well, what was he explaining? A ton of fucking nukes that ruins the whole mm-hmm. world, salted with cobalt and thorium.
0: Yeah, to make sure that the fallout kills
1: everyone. And at the very least, maybe we get to 2050 and then just no one delivers on the nukes. And then what? Oh, no, we've made the world better for nothing. Oh, darn. Right? It's like the arguments like against <laughs> climate change. They're like, what if we realize climate change is is fake and it was all a ruse? And it's like, oh, no, so you're saying we got independent of oil for nothing? Oh, mm-hmm. rats. We really got had, boys. <laughs>
0: We're oh, independent
1: I'm, from Saudi Arabia now? Oh, shit. I'm in Louisiana, and
0: our people are freaking the hell out over the whole Biden administration's slurch away from fossil fuels. It's like, that's going to ruin our economy. It's like, having our entire state underwater isn't going to ruin our economy, because that's going to happen uh, if we don't get away from fossil fuels and shit. I mean... It's, it's like, kind of
1: weird. Is like my thermonuclear argument is really just kind of a veiled analogy for climate change.
0: Like it's a veiled analogy for a lot
1: of things. It's actually pretty good. You, <laughs> it's, but that's what it, that's that's my running ticket. Is uh hey yeah, yeah this it going? On. Thermonuclear. Uh, well, Tommy, what do you think about taxes and healthcare? Oh no 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 no. I'm not, None of that
0: matters when everyone has a thermonuclear bomb. None That's of that matters. Thing. Yes. I we're, am, we're gonna take care of that. No one will care.
1: I, I am I am the truest, I am the most Republican and Democrat candidate there will be. Because on one hand I'm saying in arms industry, unlike any other, billions and billions of thermonuclear weapons. Right? At the height of the Cold War there's seventy thousand. And on the other and on the other hand, I'm saying we're gonna be putting a lot of money into mental health care and into maternity leave because everyone's <laughs> gotta be happy. And when they say how will you do that? you don't have a comprehensive plan i'll jump right back to the republican side and i'll say it's called the invisible hand of the market but instead of the market i'll call it the invisible hand of the holocaust because it will be the incoming <laughs> global thermonuclear holocaust so i will act i will simultaneously i will break the system
0: funny how people are motivated i will be the su- motivated i will
1: be the quantum superposition of presidential candidates i will be in two <laughs> places at once i will be the democratic republican and the republican democrat No one will know what to do, because I will on one hand champion the free market hand of global thermonuclear holocaust, and on the other hand, dismantle the military-industrial complex, provide health care for all, and on the other hand, on a third hand, because there's going to be so much radioactivity (laughs) in this world, is that there's going to be humanity spread amongst the stars. So I am am simultaneously tackling every goddamn problem in the world, and now my running mate's dying.
2: I'm just swallowing just, just the wrong way.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> God damn it.
0: God damn. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Okay.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> you good? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: So um more or less. So that is my running ticket is um Well, I'm just going to chop off <laughs> these last ten minutes, and that's going to be the ad I play during the campaign.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: my my dad noticed too that you uh, didn't edit out the part of the last
1: podcast. I know, when I said to fix your mic. I realized that a day later, I I like woke <laughs> up and I my head popped off my pillow. I was like, I forgot to edit that out. Yeah. But at that point, it's, the things had okay. things had been it's set done in now. Yeah. Things had been set in motion that I could, by the time that yeah. podcast is edited and uploaded things have been set in motion it's like glacial pace it's like it, we can't turn around now there's no yeah. going back to the house like we're going to the that's basement. what
0: i figured yeah. i mean it's like that's, that's what i told him it's like yeah all, okay. right. all right i'm Dude. still be watching this too so it's like
1: uh, you know you know Roger. Hey, dad. <laughs> hi roger's dad <laughs> vote kerrigan williams You know what? And then people may ask, well, how can we possibly tackle all these problems? Will you need some sort of hyper-intelligent, godlike AI? And I'd be like, actually, my running mate, Roger, actually put a theory forward a couple decades ago called the Mopi Initiative.
0: Yes. Oh, and uh, you you might not want to go too far down that road until you hear Revelation passage, because there will be some stuff in there about uh, hyper-intelligent AI.
1: Well, regardless... (laughs) I have already made my position, so I'm going to stand on it until I'm riding this wave until the end of time. You know?
0: So anyway, we got uh, Revelation Passage is a set of five episodes that I had intended
1: would be... Oh shit, were we supposed to start today?
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, I'm still down. How long is the reading?
0: Well, uh, each of them is about 5,000 words. So they're, they're not as long as the passage of stories, if you take them one at a time. Okay. Uh, and, and we can always uh, say, uh, this is one of those things where you're off one another. It's like, well, I'll tell you what, what we got on deck, and you can decide what you want to do, because this is your joint. Uh, so Revelation Passage is a set of five stories uh each of them about 5000 words so they total about 25000 words uh for reference the last four that i read for you were each around 10000 words
1: okay. and uh I might have to might have to postpone this reading until until next week is that all right okay
0: hey yeah whatever you want like i said it's your joint no i,
1: uh, I, I have, Sorry, I, I, def, I definitely would have been down to do it. I have three podcasts tomorrow, which I've only done once before, <laughs> and I just have okay. to be ready for that. And um, so, so,
2: all
0: right, so let me just give you the sales. Okay, page. all right, we won't read it. Okay. We'll just let you know. Okay. Uh, so originally, I I wrote, uh, unlike the others, each I wrote them one at a time. At intervals, you know, as I got the inspiration. I wrote Revelation passage all at once, but I wrote it as five episodes um, that would be released, you know, once or one or two a week. Mm -hmm. And they start at the uh, end of the first passages in the void thing where Bringer Tom, we don't. We didn't know he was Tom at that point, but wakes up as a human in a human body with an alien robot at the foot of his. Well, Revelation passage is about those robots and what happens next after that. So, uh, but it's in the form of five segments. They're each about 5,000 words. So each of them is about half as long. As the passages stories that I've read you in the past, but they but they were intended to be released separately. You know, each of them has a little cliffhanger leading to the next. Um, and uh, within those segments, though, uh, there are parts, one through seven, and for reasons that become clear only in the late going, it starts with part
1: two. Okay. <laughs> okay um, you i roger i'm you're never gonna get good constructive feedback from me because i love your work so anything you put out i'm like a i'm like a retarded seal clapping my fins together <laughs> it's but i'm definitely but if we it. don't
0: have time for it we don't have time for it that's fine yeah
1: no i i, I definitely i definitely can't tonight we've already been cruising for two hours um but Has been, oh shit! Yeah, that's what. That's why I was saying because yeah, if we were like thirty minutes in, I'd be like, yeah, sure, yeah. fuck it. Like, no, not. No. it's just I gotta get. I gotta get to bed somewhat early tonight. Yeah. Um, well, we got GameStop. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we got game. We got game. We well, we went to GameStop and then we argued my our, our presidential ticket, and uh, so we got yeah. a little. We got a little busy. We can only tackle every so many things in one night. But how about we start? How about we start? Uh, no, but we do next Saturday at the same time, five PM. Okay. And let's start let's just begin to start reading. That's worked well for me fuck this yeah. week. Let me write that down right now just so And we that, do and we, we start with the reading. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just start right off the gate with the reading. Or right right out of the gate. Right off the gate. The fuck does that yeah. mean? Right out of the gate. Yeah, we'll get we'll avoid Unless something cataclysmic happens with GameStop, in which case... Which might
2: very
0: well happen,
1: so... It's it's not an uncertainty, but... Yeah. Well, regardless, if something happens...
0: Provisionally, we'll say... Yeah.
1: If something crazy happens, like, I'll probably, like, text you to have you on, like, that day if something happens. So let's still save next Saturday, or this one week from today, let's save that for a reading. And if something insane happens between now and then... I'll hit you up, and we'll do an impromptu uh, analysis of what's going on.
0: All right. Yeah, we haven't ever done that before.
1: Yeah. So this could be fun. So. Hey. Yeah. You know what? So this is the fuck you. I got mine. When we're watching GameStop die. I'm like, <laughs> I am the I am the Rothschilds funding both sides of the both sides of the war. Right. I'm the military industrial complex. You guys fight. Roger and I will make content. It's a win win. <laughs> and-
0: yeah, and the and the uh, Wall Street bets guys will uh, destroy the stock market while making themselves rich off of it.
1: Do you wanna do you wanna take do you wanna make predictions right now, real quick, in like three minutes? Do you wanna make predictions about what's coming in next? So today is Saturday, January thirtieth, twenty twenty one, at seven seventeen p.m. Eastern Time. The market opens oh. Monday. I'll say that in all of my knowledge which is nothing i'll say it will be a big nothing burger it'll be a way that somehow the rich guys get out of it on some technicality because they own everything and everyone will be angry and the system won't actually work for the little guy but there's a percent chance that it does turn into some sort of stock revolution
0: I don't know, I don't think it's going to move a lot in the next few days. Uh, I I think that the the market's self-protective mechanisms are going to keep it from moving too much either way for a little bit until they can't anymore. Uh, Right now there's a lot of Really paranoid attention being paid, particularly to GameStop, but even to all the other stocks that the Wall Street bet guys have uh, also sort of like alerted on, and you know. So there's a, a lot of stuff that's probably going to happen next week okay. uh, as far as how this whole dynamic works out, and. I honestly have no idea because it's like the the little guys and yes, you know, the, the, this is a classic thing where David walked up and kicked Goliath in the nuts, but at the same time. In order to do that, David had to walk uh, walk over the bodies of a lot of uh, other little people to get to Goliath's nuts. And uh, so they're not good guys either. And uh, how the market reacts is going to be really interesting because you've got like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ted Cruz
1: like both saying we need to look into this that's when something's up when myself a Trump supporter and a conservative sees AOC and I go <laughs> she's making a lot of sense <laughs> 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 something's up
0: yeah and 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 then of course you know we, we can't ignore the uh, the most beautiful uh, oh my god yeah the, the, the response in the universe is like as far as sick burns uh, well, normally i would be happy to work with uh, any republican on anything of interest to us but since you tried to have me murdered uh i'll
1: pass this time <laughs> we get what we fucking deserve we, you know what you know what i think would solve that though is, thermonuclear a, ca- weapons. is a countdown date to thermonuclear weapons that's why you're my running partner because you can because you can finish, you can finish yeah, my okay. sentences yes. that's why he's my running partner and um you know what? I don't think we'd be too concerned with insurrection or or, uh, or elections or GameStop if we all knew that there was a bigger fish on the horizon that needed to be fried. Global or burgers. would be fried. Or yes. would be fried. Do, would, would be fried. Will we be the fryer or the fryee? Well, both. Both, potentially. You have a
0: personal through a nuclear weapon. Who's at the middle of it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's kind of like what the people who teach uh magic uh you know divination you know, divina, you know mm-hmm. the, the magic thing is they say it's like if you set up a negative thought form. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you set up something metaphysical that you want to attack someone, if the as soon as you create something negative, who's closest to it.
2: Mm. Yeah, I like that. Right.
0: So it's a warning that it's like, yes, you can do these things if you want. And there are protective mechanisms that they then teach. But the warning is that always, if you create a negative energy, it's, then yeah. you are the center of that negative energy. It is in you first. Yeah. And so the first thing, you know, you know after, you know, the first thing you gotta do before you create that negative energy is do something to make
1: sure it doesn't destroy you yeah that's uh <clears throat> it's kind of like the Buddhist quote like if you hold on to anger intending to hurt someone else it's like holding on to a hot coal with the intention of throwing it at someone whether or not you hit them and burn them like you're burned first yes.
0: That that is actually exactly the same thing, and yeah. in fact, it's it probably comes from the same source. Yeah the uh, the idea the idea that yes, you you create a destructive thing, and you know you're the thing closest to it when you create it.
1: I still stand by my argument. I don't think anything would usher in a harmonious, equal, fair society, and or interplanetary and then interstellar travel faster than a global thermonuclear holocaust on the horizon. Nothing else matters. I, I, would, I would feel
0: better about it if so many of my fellow citizens weren't obviously insane. That it, it just, well, that's you know. But,
1: that, but that's, that's not a bug. That's a feature of this idea. It's like, <laughs> oh, so the whole thing's fucked. We should probably start dumping money in SpaceX or Blue Origin. We should probably get the fuck out of here. That's not... That's very much not an accident. That's part of it. Is insanity. Oh, do you hear that? I do. Well, let's use that. That's as our, a, let's use that as our a, <laughs> Let's let's use that as our cue, Roger. Let's wrap this bitch up. Um, <laughs> Five p.m. Eastern time next week. All right. All right. Fuck yeah. We'll start reading, and if something happens between now and then, I'll hit you up. Roger Williams, author of my favorite book, *Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect*. Read it, you ungrateful bastards. It's should be on audible at some point again who, knows, who knows how much money it may we're or may working
0: not. on it you know, all, right?
1: all i'm we're saying is, is we got it. 29 years before global thermonuclear holocaust maybe just get it out so that. I had 28 years to get it on audible right fuck you roger <laughs> fuck you all right <laughs> let's wrap this bitch up roger i'll see you next week my friend thank you <laughs> bye bye